I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Congratulations. You found it. You know what time it is. This is New York Game Day. It's three hours of the most informative and entertaining NFL news in the league. Welcome in, Nina Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN and Matthias Kiwanuka, former giant great Super Bowl winner, joins us on the program as well. Good morning, good morning, Matthias. Happy holidays to you and your beautiful family. How you doing, my friend? Good morning, happy holidays. I'm doing great. Great. Got the did you get, did you did time. you buy did you did you buy all the gifts? Did you did, you know all the things? Did you get everything on the list? I mean, I mean you're you're putting me on the spot here. You know, like I may <laughs> I sorry, may or may she, not be making a run. Is she after listening? We get off is, she, air. is she is she listening? Is she listening to the show? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I got I got I got I got almost everything done for the most part. We're good. Okay, good. It'll be it'll be a I'll, great Christmas. Well, it's, it's great to have you on again. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. New York Game Day brought to you by Slowman's. Call 866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you could save this winter on heating oil. And gosh darn it, do you need it right now? Uh, brought to you by the Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit SamuelPain.com today. Also, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus for schedules and fares. Go to CoachUSA.com and download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and skate excuse me, and scan your tickets. Also brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure to grab a Tullamore Dew during tonight's action. Remember when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly and big shout out to Tullamore Dew. Uh, sent me a, a, a Christmas gift of a huge bottle of Tullamore Dew, which I am certain to use uh, over the holiday and of course, uh, brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. With that being said, so much to dive into. And the weather being really the big factor. Not that it's going to affect the Giants and the Minnesota Vikings, which of course is a game that we're going to do a lot of previewing. But really quick before we do, I, I mentioned this in the first hour, Matthias. Not sure if you heard this, but as you know, when the Giants go and play the Minnesota Vikings, they stay at the Mall of the America. Mm-hmm. and uh, Mall of America. And, uh, and that's where the hotel is, and it's connected to the mall. Weather conditions there are brutally cold. So typically a lot of, and as you know, the night before, you guys do have curfew, so you can't go far. A lot of the guys were in the mall when a shooting happened, and a 19-year-old man was killed during the shooting and a number of the uh, Giants players were in and around the mall. Everybody was, was uh, you know, um, shuffled out, and Giant security was there, and they were on lockdown um, at the Twin Cities Grill uh, for, uh, for a good two hours. A number of players who were able to make it back to the hotel were on lockdown, as well in uh, one of the conference centers, and, uh, and again, this was uh, t- two groups of people who got into a fight. Unfortunately, one of them took out a gun, shot and killed another man. So this wasn't like a random act of, you know, a, a shooter on the loose. And all the Giants players and, 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 and all the Giants employees are safe and sound. But, but a, a scary situation to say the least, right? Right, Kiwi? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's sad, you know, for the... You know, 
send prayers and thoughts out for the repose of the soul of the individual who passed away. But um, in terms of football, it is definitely something that you're going to have to move past and, and put outside of your brain when you're trying to go out and, and focus on football, because these are the types of things that, that happen that are real life things um, that can kind of get in the way of your preparation because you realize, hey, this is still a game you know at the, at the end of the day um, there are so many things that we should be thankful for and the main one is our health and our life and the lives of our loved ones so um, you know it's definitely a tough situation to be in and, and you know but I have full faith in the giant security and and the, the whole organization and how they move that you know everybody was taken care of yeah what's his I'm, I'm trying to think what's his name again he's been with the team forever Murph. right Murph, Murph, Murph. Murph's got, <laughs> got it handled. Murph will take care of it. He's Murph fantastic. Is my man, yeah, yeah, yeah man, he's great he's dude. he's great. Murph has has been a part of the uh, Giants uh, security team for forever and a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen him t- countless times walking behind Tom Coughlin, walking behind who's ever coaching the Giants, and does a phenomenal job. And also, is just a really phenomenal human being. Yeah. Um, and a always gen- loves a to- genuine good person who does more for. Uh, the team and the players and I think anybody would ever actually realize from the moment you step into that locker room he's one of the guys who has your back you know out in the community you know in anything that you need and he does a lot of great things he's involved in a lot of different charitable organizations so when he asks for a favor it's usually never for him it's to help benefit children in this neighborhood or elderly people over here so it just he ties in with the um, the entire Giants family I will say this he has the worst jokes (laughs) but he knows it though (laughs) It's the worst he, jokes, he but you it. but you laugh and you laugh and you smile anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the situation that that happened. This will be a story today, but just so you know, I spoke to somebody uh, with the Giants organization earlier this morning, and uh, they said everybody's okay, everybody's safe. It was it was quite frightening last night, but um, but everything is a okay. Um, the other big storyline today is the weather, and you know, you being somebody who has played in these type of weather conditions, I'm assuming you have at some point in time, considering you went to school in Boston, and of course you're time here in new york but mm-hmm. weather conditions they're calling it a cyclone bomb um hashtag and it's hitting all over the northeast specifically two cities and that is chicago and cleveland are going to get it the worst not only is it going to be like and pittsburgh later on tonight by the way not only is it going to be in the negative temperatures but wind gusts steady between 25 and 30 miles an hour some gust gusting up to 50 miles an hour so share with us, and again, not that the Giants have to worry about this because they're playing in Minnesota, it's indoors, mm-hmm. the controlled climate, God bless them, but you know, playing across the country with a number, I mean, more games than not are going to be affected by this weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiwi, kind of let us live vicariously through you in, in, a, in a very uncomfortable way. You know, how are these guys dealing with that? Yeah, so I have, I have plenty of experience in it. In fact, the majority of my life was spent up north. I grew up in Indianapolis where it, it, it snows very frequently during this time of year. Went to school in Boston College. Uh, and I tell people, we plowed the field two years for the spring game. Okay, So we, we, are, we understand snow. And then I played in New York outside. And uh, I'll be honest with you. We, we joke about the weather. We joke about, you know, how difficult it is. But it's it's a real issue. Um, even if you're playing indoors, we had issues, you know, with players who were from Florida, for example, come up to New York, last minute notice. They have a car that's rear-wheel drive, and they're trying to get up and down Route 3, and they're banging off of the, the side walls and stuff like that. So it's, it's things that... Um, that are outside. If you're not used to driving in snow, if you're not used to the cold, um, you have a tendency to take a lot of unsolicited advice. And so you end up with some players who have 
too many adjustments and and that can affect them so it it you have to you have to play in it you have to learn and understand how your body's going to react to it and then you have to be able to go out there and perform it and and put it out of your mind um so uh for me it was by the time i got the nfl i was you know very very you know, well-versed in, in how to, you know, keep your feet warm without melting the plastic on your cleats, for example. You, you want to get them warm, but you don't want to stick them so close to the fire that when you go out there back on the field, now your, your, your feet are swimming around in your cleats. You know, th- these, are, these are real things that you, um, that you have to deal with. But I think, you know, for the Giants specifically, playing indoors, it's more about, um, you know, preparation, getting to and from, you know, practice in the cold, dealing with it, and not letting it affect you on the field, um, you know, once you get there. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it just, it looks absolutely insane. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. And, and as you know, I just hosted our fantasy football um, hour prior to us starting and it's difficult. Like, okay. So for example, Josh Allen, I have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs in a league. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, they're playing in Chicago. I just saw Stacey Dales on the NFL network. Um, it, it like she could barely talk. The wind is, is gust. So you know, do it, it's it's really risky for me to play both guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what you know? What if offensively, just Josh Allen just runs the football? I think that's what I'm expecting uh, Justin Fields to do. So I'm not going to play Stephon Diggs today because I don't want to. I don't want to risk having nil nil um, with both the passing game with Josh Allen and and Stephon Diggs. So I'm I'm actually benching Stephon Diggs today. I know that's crazy, but uh, you know I don't want two X's on my on my fantasy uh roster so you've got to take these things into account okay um again we're going to take a quick break we come back Uh, let's take a look ahead to what's going on with the giants going up against the minnesota vikings huge win for them last week against washington yes they got some help from the zebras i know but uh now even more so in the driver's seat uh 85 percent chance of making it to the playoffs and i actually like them today against minnesota Kiwi and I will ju- will dive into that matchup. We have Rich Samini who's going to be joining us at 9.30. Uh, we'll take a look back. Unfortunately, we have to with that Jets loss to the Jags and um, and a lot more coming your way. Uh, Jordan Renan is going to join us in our, in our third hour, really second hour of the show, third hour for me. And, of course, as always, Mike Tannenbaum joins us for our last hour as well. So still a lot more coming your way. Phone lines are open. Larry, I see you. You've got a, you've got a survivor pool question, which, by the way, I'm – uberly impressed that you're still alive in, in a survivor pool. So Kiwi and I will take your call when we get back as well. Uh, you're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Wing Martindale talking about Justin Jefferson. One of the very few games out there uh, this week that uh, do not have to worry about the weather, that's for sure. Uh, Giants on the road getting four. So road dog over-unders at 49. That's the line here in this game. Again, uh, Kiwi, Giants team coming off a really impressive win against Washington. Granted, we could sit and we could uh, really uh, do a deep dive into how the refs really screwed up uh, the end of the game for Washington. But, you know, somebody somebody pointed out to me. So two things. Number one, Terry McLaurin on the line looking over looking over to the ref twice, which I always told my receivers to do, always. Make sure, look, like, even if you think you're on, always look look to the ref, make sure, even talk to him. Listen, I would tell my, I would tell my wide receivers before the game starts, yes. find, out who the, who, find out who the line judge is, go make friends with him, tell, ask him, say, hey, listen, I'm going to be checking in with you to make sure I'm on the line. Just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. That's it. It's, you don't even have to talk to me. Just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. I always tell my wide receivers to do that. We saw Terry McLaurin do it twice. He yeah. didn't respond to Terry, but had his hands in the pocket, already ready to throw the flag. What was that, Kiwi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was that was. Dude should be fired. As a player, yeah, as a player, that was frustrating to watch, and and I understand why all week people have been talking about conspiracy theories and and whatnot because he did exactly what your coach to do, what you coached your players to do. Go make sure you understand which judge or which um, ref has what responsibility, and talk to them, communicate with them. It's not necessarily about making friends with them, but I've found when I played that the referees were just appreciative that you knew who was supposed to make what call, so you weren't mm-hmm. yelling at them for something that wasn't you know even their responsibility. Their fault, right? Right. So uh, it just, you know, for him to have communicated that like it's it's on camera. We all saw it. He communicated and there was some kind of exchange back and forth. So I there's there's really no uh, good and there's not a good enough explanation for me as to why that flag was was pulled at that point. Um, When you talk about the, the one in the end zone. Yeah, that that can that can be subjective and we can talk about that, you know, is for, you know, all day and go back and forth about it. But the the one is on the line gets confirmation from the ref, play goes, then the flag comes, that's just wrong. And, and then, of course, uh, the uh, guy was, was all draped all over. Um, mm. uh, I'm trying to think, was it Dotson? Wh- whoever, was, whoever was in the end zone trying to receive uh, the, the, the pass from Heineke. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, uh, Giants, uh, they do win and advance and now are even more so in the driver's seat. This is what needs to happen. The Giants need to win. Washington needs to lose to the 49ers, which I believe they will. And De- if so, if Washington, Detroit, and Seattle all lose today, which I don't have Detroit losing, I have Seattle and Washington losing. I don't have Detroit losing. But if the Giants win and those three teams lose, they're going to the postseason. So uh, with that being said, and I talked about in the first hour, Washington, uh, Washington, um, the Minnesota Vikings, total defense, worst in the NFL. Pass defense, 31st. I know this this Giants offense begins and ends with Saquon Barkley, but I'm expecting a big day from Daniel Jones, uh, Slayton, Richie James, and Bellinger. I'm expecting a big day from them in the passing game. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, you know last week's game was or should have been the momentum shift. You know, we saw Saquon wasn't at his at his best, but but they still got it done on the defensive side of the ball. Shout out Thibodeau. Um, so. You know, there's there's definitely, um, you know, that momentum that's that's been building. In my opinion, they just have to make sure that they they put the exclamation point on it 
somewhere around halftime going into the third quarter. Cannot keep it close with this team, obviously. <laughs> obviously, Minnesota Vikings come back down 33 <laughs> nothing. What a game that was against the Colts. And they come back, they win 39-36, to which, by the way, how funny is this? I, not funny. I was on air, okay? I was on air when that was a Saturday game. I was on air. I was hosting my regular. And I said, listen, you can, in-game betting, you can get the Minnesota Vikings right now at plus 29 and a half points. Uh. So I did. I jumped on it. You did. You imagine that. I got the I got the Minnesota at plus twenty nine and a half points at halftime. Oh my gosh. Oh, it was great. More presents for everybody. Anyway, um, so uh, I I spoke with Kevin Seifert um, earlier this week, and so uh, we're going to hear from him. I'm, I'm going to replay that interview for everybody um, to give uh, some some insight in regard to what's going on with this Minnesota Vikings team. So stay tuned for that. We're, we're going to play that for you in our next hour. Uh, and we have Rich Samini who's going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. Before we do, Kiwi, we've got some callers. Let's get to them. Larry in New City. Happy holidays. Welcome in. How you doing? Good morning. Happy to you. I'm a giant season ticket holder as well, Matthias. You were great. Um, uh, Survivor Pool, oh. 465 large, and there's 20 people left, so oh. this is important. Oh. With that, the two teams that I really have left are Tennessee home to Houston and Detroit at Carolina. Mm, mm, mm. I, I, I don't. Kiwi, I, I like. I want to say Detroit, but obviously like you want to. Excuse me. You want to take a home game. You want to take a home team. I just don't like Tannehill's not playing. It's Malik Willis. Um, I, I do believe that 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 Henry is going to have a big game against Houston. But Houston's been listen. Houston has been close the last two weeks. They're playing that dual quarterback. Defenses don't know how to prepare for them because you know you don't know who's going to come in. Is it going to be Drixel? Is it going to be you know uh, Mills? I just and and I just love the way the Detroit's playing. So I want to. That's a toss up for me. Even though they're a road team, I want to go Detroit. But what, what do you think, Kiwi? Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to Detroit. And a similar thing. You're, you're talking about a team that's taken on the persona of their coach and and coming on strong. You know, late into the season, it's really tough to to go against them. Um, at this point, Tennessee, Houston, it's it's it's, it's more of a toss up in my opinion. But I'd still go with Tennessee. Oh, you'd still go with Tennessee over Detroit. Oh, he's he's picking. Or you would go Detroit over Tennessee. I would go. I so would go he Detroit can, and, over and keep Carolina. in mind, Kiwi. Keep in mind, he's there's five hundred thousand dollars on the line for this dude. I'm nervous. I don't know about you, but and and by the way, I, go with. I always tell people this: go with your gut. I I have no true conviction here. Okay, to the gentleman who just called, I have no true conviction. So don't put this on me. But I have a small lean towards Detroit on the road going to Carolina. But Carolina is playing hard for Steve Wilkes as well. I just don't like the fact that Tennessee has Malik Willis. He, they still have Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is, is going to run the heck out of the ball against Houston. But Houston has played well the last two weeks. So it's a toss-up for me. Small lean towards Detroit. Who do you like? I'm, I'm going with Detroit. Okay, so we're both on Detroit. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Let's go to Phil in a car. Phil, welcome in. Good morning. Uh, I, I pretty much have the same question, but now uh, I kind of like the Giants plus seven if I can buy it three more points. Or Cleveland money line. Which one you like? Um, uh, Phil, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I, I like the Giants today. 
Um, I, I like them getting the four. Uh, I'll play them in a two-team six-point teaser, and I'll tease them up to plus ten. Um, I just the weather conditions. I, I just don't. I just don't know what to make of of this Cleveland New Orleans game. I, I just don't. I, I don't. You know, I, weather is going to play such a huge factor in Cleveland and Chicago. I, I just. I'm not going to bet the game. I'm going to bet prop bets. I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet that Justin Fields rushes for over 72 and a half yards, and I'm going to bet that uh, Taysom Hill rushes for over 42 and a half yards. I'm also going to bet that both those cats score a rushing touchdown or anytime touchdown. And that's and and, I, and I'm betting the uh, no field goal made in either game. That's how I'm betting it. So I don't know. Weathers is just wreaking havoc. That's for sure. Quick break. We come back. Rich Samini is going to join us. We'll look back uh, again. Unfortunately, the Jets do lose to the Jags 19-3. So now they it's, uh, they're on a prayer. Um, what is it? What's that? What's that phrase? Whatever in a prayer. In a prayer. There you go. It's a wing. Thank you, Kiwi. It's a wing and a prayer in order for them to make it to the postseason, which is pretty sad. Um, And so we'll dive into all that with Rich Samini coming your way next right here on New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Zach Wilson, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, not a great performance. 9 of 18, 92 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, adding insult to injury, um, he only only converted one one first down, and then um, Strebler comes in and converts four first downs in his first possession. Uh, went ten of fifteen for ninety yards, rushed nine times for fifty four. Did give them a spark. Um, Shreveler ended up with a 82.6 QB rating. Zach with a 41.9. Let's bring in Rich Samini. He's got a great podcast, Flight Deck. Hopefully you tune into it. And this is Inside the Numbers, uh, brought to you by Eisner Amper. Good morning, Rich. Happy holidays to you and yours. Um, how you doing? Great. Good morning to you, Anita, and happy holidays to you as well. So, so your thoughts on on Zach Wilson's performance? I, I felt that this was a huge opportunity for him. Um, and, and unfortunately, uh, did not pan out well as the Jets lost to the Jags 19-3. to Your thoughts on Zach Wilson, uh, physically and mentally? Well, I thought that was a great cut. That soundbite you guys just played really said it all. You could just hear the, uh, just the hollowness in his voice. I mean, he was just a beaten man and uh, really 
at a loss for confidence. I think without question, he's got to suffering some confidence issues right now. How could you not after a performance like that? And uh, I think the coaches know it. I mean, Zach knows it. His teammates know it. He, nothing's happening for him right now. He, he said it's the best. There was just nothing out there. There, were, there was no spark whatsoever. You know, they put in Scrabbler. Um, I don't think Zach was benched in this game per se. I, I, you know, it, it came out looking like that, but I think the plan was just to put in Strebler for a couple of plays just to try to get the running game sparked. And uh, he did, and, and the, so they just let him stay in to see, see where it would go, and it ended up playing out that he played the rest of the game. But the bottom line is they have a very uh, damaged, psycholog- psychologically damaged quarterback in, in, in Zach Wilson right now. His future with the Jets is very much up in the air. You, you touched on it there. You know, he was he sounded different in, you know, in, in his press conference. If there is a silver lining, because from what I took out of that, it seemed as though he has learned. He has taken accountability. He's shouldering the responsibility. He's getting out in public and speaking about how negatively he played. Um, and he's, he's not deflecting. So is there is there, in your opinion, like what do you think? Is Has there been any maturity, not with the play on the field? We all saw the product that he put on the field. We know that that wasn't good. But but in terms of his body language, his demeanor, and the way that he was you know approaching uh, the press conference, did you feel like there was growth there? Yeah. I mean, compared to the New England game, you know, a few weeks ago where, you know, it, it came off really bad and I think ultimately cost him his job. So, yeah, he, in that sense, he's shown some growth in that area. But the bottom line is he's just not playing the quarterback position at an NFL level. And mm-hmm. so while he's, you know, you'd like to see that off-the-field growth and whatsoever, it's just that the performance is, is so low that uh, I don't know if the Jets can go on with him. I don't know who's going to start next week in Seattle. I don't think the Jets know who's going to start, but I have a hard time believing they're going to go back to Zach Wilson unless there is simply no other option in their mind because I, I don't think he's capable of leading an offense right now. I, he's just in a, in a bad way. It's it's sad. Can Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, as we mentioned as we went to a break, uh, Jets need a wing and a prayer in order to make it to the postseason now behind the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jags. Um, they they lose the tiebreaker to three of the four, except the Patriots. What they need to happen is, A, they need to win out. The Dolphins need to beat the Green Bay Packers but lose to the Patriots in order for them to have a chance to make it to the postseason. With that being said, I, you know, I, I think I think it's 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 the bigger picture here, Rich, and that is what do what do the Jets do with Zach Wilson moving forward? I mean, you know, what what do you think that their their plans are in the offseason? Are they gonna try to trade him? Um, what, what happens now, considering they drafted him number two overall? It's a huge investment for an organization. Yeah, it's a 5% chance to make the playoffs. Not that really counting it. But our ESPN analytics say, as for Zach's future, yeah, this is going to be obviously the story of the offseason. And it just seems unfathomable that, you know, we are two years after drafting a player second overall and his future is very much up in the air. If that's not how it worked, they thought they had their guy for the next 10 or 15 years, and here they are in the same position they were a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, Robert Sala and, and Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson are going to have to sit down and, and go through this because obviously this goes up to the highest level ownership when you're talking about a starting quarterback who, who's got a $35 million guaranteed contract. So um, 
I, I do believe they will have a veteran quarterback on the roster next year. I, I do not believe they will go into next season with Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback. Now, could he be on the backup as a uh, on the roster as a backup? I suppose that's possible, but I don't think the Jets, who are a win now team, who will be facing playoff pressure next year, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas will be under pressure to make the playoffs. I don't see how they could hand the keys. To Zach Wilson after what has transpired over the last couple of years. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously the name on everyone's list. He'd be a free agent. He knows the offense. He knows the coaching staff. It would be a seamless transition. Is he, is he the greatest in the world? No, he's got some durability issues as well, but he's the kind of quarterback who can help this team because they don't need a star quarterback to run this offense. They just need a competent guy. If they had competent quarterback play this year, they'd probably have two or three more wins right now. So that's the challenges. It's a very multi-layered decision. You know, Mike White's a free agent. What do you do with him? I just feel that ultimately Zach Wilson is not going to be their starter going into next year. Really quick, really quick, Kiwi, before you ask the next question, I'm just two things here, Rich. Number one, do you think they tried to trade him? Well, actually three questions. Number one, do you think they tried to trade him? Number two, what do you think they could get for him? And number three, is Joe D's, you know, job on the line here, considering both Joe D and Robert Sala have hitched their wagons to Zach Wilson? It's not looking good. Uh, okay, let me ask. Uh, uh, yes, I don't think that would just cut him outright, because despite the fact that he has not played well, he was the second pick in the draft. There is still some value there. Not much, probably, a mid-round draft pick. They somehow, incredibly... You know, a year or two years ago, they got a, a two for Sam Darnold, who, by the way, has out, you know, clearly been the better quarterback out of the two. Um, so a mid-round pick maybe for Zach Wilson, if they were to trade him, there would be some cap implications that wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be prohibitive, but it wouldn't be ideal. And as for the job security, no, Joe Douglas is not going anywhere because you're right. I mean, this was the biggest decision he's made. The GM has two big decisions when he gets hired you got to hire a coach and get a quarterback. I think he's got a good coach from Robert. The quarterback has not worked out, but I think he's done a good enough job with the rest of the roster to preserve his job security for at least another year. So, uh, yeah, it's a bad look when the GM misses on a quarterback this badly. It's, it's not great. I mean, it's an organizational fail, too. It's not only, you know, the player or the GM. It's the coaching. It's the player development. It's the scouting department. It's really an organizational fail, but I do think he's done a good enough job in other areas to survive this and get another chance to, to find a quarterback. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned it as an organizational fail because I always feel like you can't just plug and play. You can't just pull a quarterback who's been in a in a in a you know a system where he can thrive and under coaching that he you know responds to and to say, oh, if we'd have put him in this situation, he would have thrived or he would have been better. Because it's not just picking; it's also developing the quarterback. My question for you is, you know, if if this season is already a foregone conclusion with a low percentage to make the playoffs, what are you saying to this defensive unit? Like, what what is Robert Sala? How is he going to sell um, anything to this defensive unit um, if the offense is so you know, poorly managed? Well, I mean, I think he, Robert Sala is a good salesman. So, uh, you know, I think he can keep their spirits up for two more games 
it's been tough though on the defense. Now the defense didn't play great the other night either. I mean, uh, now you look at you're going to look at the box score and say, well, 19 points isn't bad. You can win a lot of games in the NFL giving up 19 points, but I don't think they played as well as that would appear. I mean, they gave up I think it was three consecutive scoring drives in the first half. Uh, they gave up a 96-yard touchdown drive, which took up eight minutes of the clock. So the defense didn't do great either, and and the players were not happy with it. Jeff Albrecht was telling us yesterday, you know, it's not even close to our standard on defense. So it's not like they're sitting in their high and lofty perch right now either. They they did not have a good game, and so the Jets just have to kind of, you know, it, it's the dreaded saying in, in the NFL and Kiwi, I, I don't think you played on that many losing teams, but you're, they're playing for pride, essentially. And, um, you know, the Jets said, Coming into the year, their goal was to play meaningful games in December. Well, they did, but they just didn't win any of them. You know, they went 0-4, <laughs> and now the next game they play will be in January, on January 1st at Seattle. So they didn't get meaningful games in January. They got them in December, but unfortunately for them, they lost them all. Again, Rich Semini joining us here on uh, on 98.7 ESPN. Before we let you go, uh, what what what's your gut telling you in regard to Mike White? Are you feeling that he he will be able to? Uh, for, I was listening to the broad. I was listening to the, the the broadcast. He's seen like ten doctors trying to get the clearance to play. Is that correct? Like, do you think he he will get the clearance against Seattle? Right, that's true. Um, when Mike White initially, right after the Buffalo game, uh, actually it was the Detroit game, he told reporters that he had seen about 10 doctors outside the Jets organization to to try to get clearance to play. Obviously did not, and so he continues to try to get clearance. I, I believe he's getting more scans done on Monday. So right now the Jets really have no idea what, you know, what uh, – you know what his status is going to be for the next game. They'll they'll know that on Monday just to see how much healing has been done there. He's got three fractured ribs, and so uh, they'll know on Monday whether that's healed enough for him to go out there and play. And um, you know I've heard all sorts of conflicting information. I've heard that you know it was a three to four week injury, and uh, other people saying no, he'll be back sooner. So if he does not get cleared, then what do you do? I mean, that's an interesting question. Do you start Zach Wilson against Seattle after what you just saw on Thursday night? I, I don't think that would inspire any confidence whatsoever in the rest of the team. Or do you go to Joe Flacco? I mean, they're not going to start Chris Strebler, although I think Strebler, there's a good chance he'll be active in, in like a Taysom Hill kind of role. But they could end up turning to Joe Flacco to face Seattle and, and, and making Zach Wilson inactive. There's just It's a multiple-choice question. And I don't think we have all the uh, all the information right now to make make it you know take a guess. Key, we need final questions before we, uh, uh, we just, say goodbye, just one, Rich. One last one. I saw you reported on the um, Coach Miles Austin issue. Uh, w- what effect, if any, has that had on the locker room, and and is that um, uh, something that needs to be addressed? Well, you know. Obviously, he didn't coach in the game on Thursday. Uh, they used uh, one of their uh, uh, low-level offensive assistants to take his spot. And, uh, you know, it's not going to affect the team at this stage of the season because we're so late. Um, it's an unfortunate situation. For those who didn't hear it, you know, he was the NFL had been investigating him for a while. Actually, this wasn't just an overnight thing um, and determined that he was betting on, on games. Um, they were not, according to our sources, it was not NFL games or college games. He was betting on other sports. But the gambling policy in the NFL, which seems somewhat hypocritical, 
coaches have a different policy than players. Players are allowed to bet on other sports, just not the NFL. Coaches are not allowed to bet on any sports. And so, allegedly, he was betting on other sports, non-football sports, even at from the Jet facility on on his mobile app. So he's appealing it, according to his attorney. Uh, but it's a minimum one year it's, uh, spent, uh, suspension, and then after a year he can apply for reinstatement. So essentially, uh, if he does not win his appeal, he won't be with the Jets, you know, all of next year. And so it's a really unfortunate thing. The Jets found out about it on Tuesday, and then uh, he didn't coach on Thursday. Um. Yeah, uh, this is this is what happens. No, 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 no gambling. <laughs> no gambling. Yeah, I mean, I mean you saw I mean, the Calvin I mean, Ridley we, thing. I know. I was just going to say, like we we saw what happened with Calvin Ridley. You know, uh, so there's that. Rich, always a pleasure having you on. Thank you for your time on this holiday weekend. So appreciate it. Again, happy holidays to you and your family. And same to you guys. Thanks very much, Thanks, Rich. You got it, Rich Samini, uh, Flight Deck. That is his podcast. Make sure that you do, of course, tune into that. The Jets, seven and eight, four straight losses. As Rich said, a 5% chance now, a 5% chance of making it to the playoffs. Uh, They are behind the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jags. They lose the tiebreaker to three of the four, except the Patriots. In order for them to get in, they're going to have to win out, okay? Um, And the Dolphins are going to have to lose to the Packers, which could happen. I like the Packers this week. Um, And, um, and of course... um, they're going to have to beat the Patriots. And then, of course, the Jets are going to have to beat the Dolphins in, in the last week of the season. So uh, wing and a prayer. Wing and a prayer. We'll take your calls next. Your thoughts on Zach Wilson. What would you like to see the Jets do at the quarterback spot? There's a number of free agent quarterbacks that will be available. Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, just to name a few. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I think that's wishful thinking. I do believe he resigns with the Ravens. Uh, and uh, and the speculation is that Tom Brady is going to retire and uh, right off in the sunset and make a gazillion dollars with Fox. Uh, what say you? 800-919-3776. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka. It is New York game day here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Robert Sala talking about Zach Wilson and uh, all that he's struggling with. And Rich Samini was right. You could hear it in his voice when he spoke to the media post game. Uh, just so uh, just sad, sad state of affairs. Again, a Rich Samini inside the numbers brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper, a leading global business advisory firm. 
help you design a winning game plan for business moving forward together. Learn more at eisneramper.com. Also, this portion of the show presented by Slomans. Call 866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Also by Samuel Institute for Pain Management, a pain-free life. Visit samuelpain.com. Bud Light, enjoy your game day, um, as well as, um, uh, where am I right now? <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, there's, hey, listen, kudos to our sales staff, right? I mean, they yeah. sell the heck out of this show. So, <laughs> so you know, it's, it's it, hashtag champagne problems, good problems to have. Uh, with that being said, we just had the conversation. We're going to get to the calls in just a second. 866 what is the what's the number again 800 what is it again why am i i should know the number i say it all the time 800 hold on um that's not it what's what's the number again tom 800 why am i eight, why am i drawing a blank what's the this, call this number is again? not good that uh we're drawing a blank right now i know you're drawing a blank too <laughs> why, why why are we drawing Listen, a blank I, I, 800 I'm, nine here 919 800 919 3776. Seven, 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 there you go. <laughs> I, I say that more than I say anything in the world. How do I not know it? Anyway, uh, so get on board now. But um, here, here's my take, Kiwi. You tell me if you, you think I'm wrong here. I think Zach Wilson, because he's so uber athletic, grew up being uh, the most athletic kid on the playground, mm. right? Mm. Um, always first draft, first picked, mm. or made captain. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, um, and went to BYU, subpar competition, let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, excelled there. And then now is it's a rude awakening, I think, for him. He's no longer the most athletic dude on, on the football field. Yep. He's no longer the one who's winning the games, putting the team on his shoulders to win mm-hmm. because it's a different... Um, it's a different element of athlete that he's going mm-hmm. up against faster, stronger, smarter. So... I think this is this this is like this is like a rude awakening on life. Like, yep. dude, you may have been great in B at BYU and and you know wherever you grew up, but in the NFL, not so much. And so I think that's a big part of this. Agree or disagree? A hundred percent agree. I yeah, think yeah. you know it's it, it's it's similar to when you play with guys who are oversized you play with an offensive lineman who's always been bigger or defensive lineman whatever where they've always been bigger and just been able to get away with bad technique or get away Mm -hmm. with with different things and then you couple the fact that they haven't really experienced adversity in their athletic career you know i don't know so much about his personal life everybody goes through different things so there might be he may have you know you know, you know, experience a lot of difficulties there or maybe not, but it doesn't seem as though he's experienced, you know, setbacks in his, um, you know, in his football career. And now he's doing it on the main stage. I will say that I do have a, a lot of respect for what Robert Sala is doing, you know, in terms of, you know, holding him up and embracing him now and not, not, you know, publicly flogging him anymore because at this point, you know, we talk about mental health and, and, you know, and how, you know, mm-hmm. poorly it happens. And, and this is one of those things where, uh, this is a, this is going to be a significant contrib- uh, contributor to his mental health going forward as an individual, right? And so, um, as long as he, from in my opinion, as long as he gets up there on this on the podium and takes responsibility, holds himself accountable, and says you know things with a more team oriented manner, like he did this past week, then the play on the field, that's just you know that's just 
that's just football, right? So it's not a personal thing. So I don't feel like he should be attacked anymore in terms of, you know, how, how badly. He, we all know it. We saw it. There's no debate anymore about, you know, uh, his level of play out there on the field. And at this point, I feel like, you know, you said it. The only reason they're going to play him is if they don't have any other choice. So I like what Robert's doing in terms of, you know, trying to, you know, gather up whatever confidence that they, they a young man has left and help him hold his head high with some dignity and continue to get better I don't think I think we you know they're, they're going to try to phase him out he won't be in a, in a Jets uniform you know too much longer but hopefully at some point down the line he can have a revival 800-919-3776 the phone number we come back we'll take your calls Jay Chris you guys will be first up Jets fans you want to chime in on the conversation now's the time to do it because uh, also coming up in our next hour, we're going to do a deeper dive into this Giants-Vikings matchup. Um, we'll have Kiwi's keys to the game. Uh, I will bring you, of course, my, um, my picks and my plays uh, for locks of the week, uh, which I'm excited about. And, uh, and then, of course, Mike Tannenbaum joins us for our final hour from 11 to noon. So still a lot more coming your way. 800-919-3776. Yes, that is the phone number. Where was that? It's like a, fi- it's, it's like a, it's like a Rolodex in the brain. It's like, oh, that page was missing there for, for, for like 30 seconds. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been locked and loaded back in. Anyway, more to come. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, and you. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN.